Hello. Hello. to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive, encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges. From woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. That's right, we're broadcasting. Hello and welcome back once again to the Three Stooges Throwback Podcast. I am still your host, Gabriel Russo, and we are still going over the 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the comedy team, the Three Stooges. It has been a while, and uh, you guys know the deal. I am far too sensitive to cracks online in comment sections and emails. And so I get down about the uh, people being mean for no reason, and uh, the way I feel about it is this is a free show, and if you want something different, make a podcast. Now that that's out of the way, I apologize to the Stooge fans out there and the fans of the podcast. I hear from you regularly enough that... So I am recommitted to reviewing every short that the boys produced. I use Wikipedia... IMDB and threestooges.net, mostly, to find the tidbits for the episodes, and I watch them on Daily Motion. Most sometimes I watch them on YouTube also. This one I watched on Daily Motion. I've read most every book on the boys, and I use my own brain to formulate opinions on the shorts as well as regurgitating the opinions of others. With that said, let's get on with the show. This is episode 24, covering Goofs and Saddles. Goofs and Saddles was filmed over five or six days between April 14th to the 19th, 1937, and it was released July 2nd, 1937, with a runtime of 1719. Back to the Woods, the previous short, came out May 14th, 1937. And uh, this one bucks the one month or so schedule the boys had been on. Uh, It seems like it goes a little between releases, almost about two months. Goose and Saddles here was directed by Del Lord. Story and screenplay by Felix Adler. And it was produced by Jules White. These are the big three, seemingly, when talking Stooges. Obviously, this one is starring Mo Howard, Larry Fine, and Curly Howard. Or Curly, Larry, Larry, and Mo as it says in the title. But it also features some familiar faces. We've got Stanley Blystone as Longhorn Pete. We have covered poor Stanley in the past. You may may remember that he passed away on the streets of Hollywood, dressed as a cowboy for Wyatt Earp for Desilu Studios, which is Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz's production company. They famously did Star Trek. I know we've mentioned that before. We also have Ted Lorch, as General Muster. Ted Lorch was in 140 movies, several stooge shorts. His last uh, Hot Scots, The Hot Scots, was released posthumously in 1948. And Eddie Lawton, or Lawton, was the bartender here. He was in over 200 pictures. We've covered him as well. He was the former theater manager that Larry knew and uh, was instrumental in getting into the pictures. Uh, He was also the boy's straight man on the road for um, 
you know, personal appearances and that kind of thing, live live appearances. We also have Cy Shindell here as the as a gang member. He was in 37 stewed shorts. He was a former soldier and got jungle rot in Guadalcanal, which turned into terminal cancer. Uh, he worked all through his illness to ensure that his family was taken care of, and heavy makeup was used in his last appearance due to the cancer on his face. That's unfortunate. We've got another, we've got Hank Bell here. He was a gang member here also. He's not really, you can just see, I only list him because he can, he's only in like one or two scenes, but he was known for his mustache, which which measured 18 inches from tip to tip. <laughs> we also have Ethel Rita Leopold as a saloon girl. She was in 65 films, either small or uncredited. Uh, the last of which was Married with Children in 1989. She won a popularity contest of 109 Busby Berkeley girls. And uh, she appeared at the 1990 Stooge Convention. And she died in 1998. Eve Reynolds is a saloon girl here also, the one with Larry. There's not a whole lot on her, only nine acting credits, and this is evidently her first role. Elaine Walters rounds out the saloon girls, and she had 25 screen credits, several stooge roles. She was in Grips, Grunts, and Groans, Slippery Silks, Whoops, I'm an Indian, False Alarms, Movie Maniacs, to name a few. Hank Mann also appears in this one. He plays Lem. I mention him because he was a member of Max Sennett's Keystone Cops. He is credited with actually with coming up with the idea for the Keystone Cops. And he is uh, famously the glass door man, quote unquote, in the stooge short Men in Black, where the boys break his door numerous times, running through it, <laughs> slamming it. So the title of this short, Goofs and Saddles, is an allusion, allusion to the book title Boots and Saddles, written by Elizabeth Custer, wife of General George Custer of the Little Bighorn. Uh, spoilers here, they were famously massacred by Sitting Bull. Uh, maybe deservedly so, but that's not for me to say. I don't know, I'm not a history major. This short opens with General Muster looking over some plans in the field. Uh, the Indians have been subdued, but cattle rustlers are a problem, we meet, we learn. And they need to get their best scouts on the case. Uh, the boys are up a tree, and they fall on the group reporting for duty. That was a uh, that was in one of the other earlier skits, where they're in the, in the army, and they're scouts, and they're up a tree. <laughs> so, Curly is Buffalo Billius. Moe plays Wild Bill Hiccup. And Larry is Just Plain Bill, which was a long-running radio show called Just Plain Bill at the time, popular at the time. The boys do a crazy greeting with uh, the snapping and the popping of their, you know, of their fingers, and uh, which I do that all the time, walking around work. <laughs> um, then they do like a wrap around their arms around each other and then salute. It's a weird little, funny little sight gag. So they are scouts, but they are tasked with bringing in the gang of rustlers dead or alive. The entire West depends upon you, they say. 
Um, evidently, Curly used to look almost like his character here in real life. He had real long hair and a big long mustache prior to joining the Stooges. Side note, I just spent a few minutes trying to find a picture of this three pre-Three Stooges Jerome Howard, but I couldn't. I read somewhere that his first break was as a comedy band leader for the Orville Knapp Band. But I know that I read somewhere and saw a picture of Curly dressed as a cowboy with long hair and a mustache. And then on the threestooges.net, I read in the comment sections, one of the people there mentioned that uh, this mentioned his him looking like this as well. So at least I know I'm not crazy. But so back to the show. Uh, the boys run off and we see a sign that says Badlands. Uh, this can't be good. Curly gets his hat shot off in a quick little bit where he, he just grabs it out of thin air. Or, he, you know, he just reaches up real quick. It's just a quick little nothing, but at the same time, it's a great little visual gag, I thought. So Larry hears something, and uh, to find where it's coming from, they lay down with their ears to the ground. And a wagon goes right by them as they are next to the road. Um, it comes up and it runs over all three of their heads, which is a grim-looking stunt. You know, they all get up like, whoa, what happened? Did you get the number of that truck? Uh, Mo can't hear. His uh, his ear is plugged with mud. And Larry blows in his ear and mud flies out the other side, hitting Curly in the face. He says, look, wagon tracks. Uh, they're sitting right on them. <laughs> they're fresh, too, says Curly. Mo says, we must be hot on the trail. So next we have, uh, it's slow going as Curly is crawling and sniffing the ground like a dog. He cries out. Um, what is, he cries out and, uh, and, uh, they're, the boy, they're like, what is it? What is it? And he says, you're standing on my hand. <laughs> so, um, they look over and there are rustlers tying up some cattle. The boys start grabbing at this tree limb. And in the next scene, we three, we see that there are three lumps of leaves and they're moving through this field. And so, uh, Mo looks out of one and he taps Curly. He taps the lump next to him and Curly says, who is it? <laughs> so the rustlers have gotten word that, uh, through the grapevine that Buffalo, Billius and Scouts are looking for them. The rustlers say, if we see anyone suspicious, we're going to let them have it. So a guy rides off and, uh, the boys move their bushes out of his way. Curly calls him a hit and run rider in a fun little, fun little scene. So Mo says, come on, let's find the big boss. And they sneak their bushes closer until a dog notices and his ears perk up and he looks and he barks and he starts running around all the bushes. So the gang thinks that he's got a rabbit uh, in the bushes and a um, guy comes over with his shotgun and Mo knocks him on the head and his gun goes off and the rest of the gang are mad and they're like, here, you, you know, what are you going to, you're going to bring, you're going to alert them to where we are, you know, and they give him an axe and they say, cut some wood, what are you doing? So they move the bushes away as he's not looking and he looks back and he's like, what? And then he goes to try and cut one of the bushes down and Larry grabs the axe out, you know, as it's above his head and flips him over. The guy's like, what in the world? So he takes his coat off and spits on his hands, you know, and uh, Curly takes his pocket, takes his coat. And goes to his pockets, and a mousetrap snaps his fingers. <laughs> uh, they knock the guy out, and uh, they sneak away, and they're in their bushes still. Um, now a mule walks up behind Curly, and starts chewing at the uh, leaves. 
and it uh, bites his butt. Curly says, ah, somebody stabbed me. And <laughs> uh, the gang see the boys, and they open fire, and the boys run off, which seems like the ending of the short, which is the three of them, you know, running away from gunfire. <laughs> but it is not the end. Uh, we see a sign for the Longhorn Saloon, which is run by Longhorn Pete. The guy from the gang that rode away, he goes in looking for the big boss, and he explains that the scouts got away before they could plug them. And the boss says, well, now they got to get rid of the cattle, you know, before they bring the cavalry down on them. So the boys walk into this place, and they're, and they're disguised as gamblers. Uh, Curly's got a top hat, and he's got a vest on with uh, dollar signs all over the vest, so we know he's a rich guy. And they sidle up to the bar, and Mo says, Hiya, toots, and grabs a girl by the arm and takes her. And uh, Larry walks over, there's a guy sitting with a girl at the bar, and Larry walks over to the guy, grabs his hat, and throws it across the room, and he goes, Your hat blew off. <laughs> and the guy gets up and goes over, and then Larry just sits down and takes, you know, starts chatting up the saloon girl, Eve Reynolds. He says, Where have you been all my life? Curly tries that line on a girl who uh, is sitting at another table. And her man stands up and he's like twice as tall as Curly. And uh, who faints. Then a poker game starts. They say, it'll be on the level, right? And Pete shows his gun to the three players. And then suddenly we hear shots ring out. Shots ring out. And uh, Pete walks out saying, there's room for three more poker players. And Mo and Curly will decide, well, we'll play, and Larry will watch. And uh, Curly has a special deck of cards, but Mo says they won't need them. So Larry is standing right beside, right behind uh, Pete, you know, so staring at his cards, which is nothing suspicious there. Um, so Larry's cheating by saying, uh, he says, I have four aces, or he says, Pete has four kings in his hand, and Larry says... Uh, I have four kinks, four kinks in my back. And when I have kinks, I go to the oasis, oasis. And Curly has two aces, so he says, I've been to the oasis twice. <laughs> so that's a ridiculous way to cheat. So Curly and Moe trade their cards with their feet under the table, which we see, that's a, a stooge trait. Uh, they they trade each they each trade the pair of aces that they have so they end up with a pair of aces still, <laughs> and so um, finally Curly gets all four aces and he goes all in and the Undertaker walks through at this point with the three bodies of the players from earlier. He says, "Who are they?" And Pete says, "They're three crooks he caught cheating at cards." And the boys get all nervous and they let Pete win and they find a pigeon with a note. And they write a note onto it, and Curly says he gives it directions, and they go to play more. Uh, they're going to send the, the pigeon to the, the cavalry and get reinforcements, you know. So now they're playing cards again, and Curly does some business with the cards while he's dealing. <laughs> and the pigeon that they released flies in the window and lands on Pete's shoulder. <laughs> Pete looks at the note. Which is signed Love and Kisses. It says P.S. Send a change of underwear, which is pretty good. Uh, the Stooges then they they get up and they run and they jump out the window. Mo and Larry landing on uh, they land on horses, and Curly lands in the wagon that the horses are pulling. 
it's more of a stagecoach, I guess. It's a covered wagon. And there's a monkey in there. And he it scares Curly. And uh, the the then we've got the big chase scene where the 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 uh, the rustlers are chasing the boys on horseback, and Curly starts throwing pots and pans out of the window or out of the wagon rather uh, until they all the horses get them on their feet and they can't run. <laughs> the wagon comes apart, and Curly tells them, "Hey, slow down!" And he looks up for up front, but they're gone. And uh, Mo and Larry get clotheslined off their horses by a by a branch. And Mo says, "What's the idea of pulling me off the horse?" And smacks Larry. Um, the boys all run and they hide in a shack. And the gang is suddenly outside trying to break down the door. The boys hide behind a table and uh, the gang are just shooting. They're like a foot away from the door and they're just shooting at the door over and over. Pow! 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 <laughs> Larry, they try and climb in the window, and Larry is there to save the day. He closes the window on the gangster's heads and knocks him out with, like, a big rolling pin type thing or some kind of club. Moe's looking all around, and he can't find a gun, but he finds a bunch of bullets, which he knocks, and they fall into a meat grinder. Um, Curly starts turning the handle on the meat grinder, and it starts shooting like a Gatling gun. And uh, the gang hit the deck... You know, they think, oh my God, there's reinforcements, you know. But then all of a sudden, the cavalry come and they arrest the gang. Uh, the boys are getting their uh, just rewards and their plaudits. And they say, uh, the president will hear of this when all of a sudden the monkey is back and he starts turning the crank of the uh, of the meat grinder and bullets start firing. Everybody ducks and the boys run away crazily down the street. The end. <laughs> so this is definitely the most heroic that the boys have been in the shorts so far. This one got a 9.04 on threestooges.net. I would say it's an 8.5 solid. Although the boys don't look quite so foolish most of the time, um which is a, a nice change of pace. I mean they are the three stooges so you don't want to get too far away from that. But the uh this is the one with the long, the smallest slap count. So they did kind of move away from that. As Mo, uh, he hits Curly softly on the head once, and he hits Larry once after they get clotheslined by the tree. Um, funny little thing in the chase scene, you can see some uh, phone poles and telephone poles, yeah, in the background. <laughs> this one gets called out online as the first appearance of Joe Palma, who is the stand-in for Shemp later on, in uh, the 50s after Shemp passes away and they still had a few a few pictures left to uh, fulfill their contract so they had to get somebody so they decided to use a stand-in uh, for Shemp's parts and just shoot him from the back and that was this guy named Joe Palma and so anyway a lot of times this this is the short that they say was his first appearance but that is not true his uh, his first appearance would come three years from the short in 1940 in from nurse to worse this one like i said it plays with the conventions a little bit um as they're more heroic it sees uh we see mo being nicer to his companions which is a change which is nice and also larry is the one that's a little more forceful as he he closes the 
window on the guy's heads and then knocks him out with a club, and so he's kind of heroic in that. There's less infighting between the boys in this one. I like it when the boys are out of their city element a little bit, um, you know, in the westerns and in the that kind of thing. When they're, you know, that their best ones, I would say, probably are when they're in the city in some form or another. But it's a nice change of pace when they're out out and about. <laughs> and this one, nice. This one was great just for the fact that they're a little. They're, they are playing with the convention a little bit. So some of the chase scene in this one was reused later on in 1954's Pals and Gals, which has Shemp. Like I said, that's going to do it for this episode. Tune in next time when we will look at the next short, which is entitled Cash and Carry. Again, thanks for listening. Again, thanks for all the nice messages about the podcast. Go to anchor.fm if you want to make a podcast. It's free. It's a great site, and they have a lot of uh, perks. It takes a lot of the guesswork out of podcasting. makes it super easy. So I have been your host and chief knucklehead, Gabe Russo, broadcasting from Stooge Studios here at the back of the house. We'll see you next time. Bye.